Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Games Caps. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me is the man who will be providing the potato salad at this week's Charge Shot Thanksgiving dinner, Justin. Is that because I'm Irish? Are you being no, racist right now? It's because it's you look like... you've. Ta- have you not talked about your potato salad, Mr. I'm a food prepper? No, I, act- I have actually never made potato well, salad. Well, too bad. I'm putting it in your mouth. You, you're bringing but, potato salad. That's what you're assigned to bring. And you better be bringing a salad. Otherwise, I'm going to have my foot up your ass. And joining us is also the man who is responsible with cutting the turkey because he is the precious boy. Tyler, Tyler, you'll be cutting the turkey. I, this is a bad time to mention that I'm deathly allergic to turkey. Too bad. You're cutting the turkey. God damn it. Y'all have wow. never been to a, a, a person of color Thanksgiving. You fucking bring what you're assigned to bring, and you eat what you're assigned to eat. You shut the fuck up, and you go eat the kids' table. Hello, everybody. We have the Charge Shot Gamescast. We are a gamescast that uh, talks about the games we've been playing and the news we've been reading. So, uh, it is Thanksgiving week, so hopefully this show won't be too long. Or maybe it'll be just long enough for your Thanksgiving commute, so you can actually this be happening after Thanksgiving. But maybe you're on your way home from Grandma, or your mom's house, or your brother's house, or your sister-in-law, who you hate, but she has a cute cat, so you go anyways, and you go pet the cat. But you don't go for your sister-in-law, because you absolutely hate her. Anyways, Justin! Relatable. I, oh, I wasn't, that was not a driver's experience. I don't have a sister-in-law. Um, Justin, what have you been up to this week, my friend? I have two sister-in-laws, but they're fine. Um, one does have a really cute cat, though, so there's that. Uh, I have been playing a few things, actually, this week. Um, so I guess I'll start with Pokemon. Uh, it came out last Friday, and it's real good. Um, I didn't get super into Gen 4, like, back in the day. It came out during my, my formative college years, when I was, like, you know... I didn't have a lot of time for gaming because I was doing a lot of theater. But also, it's like, I'm not going to play Pokemon. Um, so I actually had, like, a um, like a ROM cart for my mm-hmm. uh, my DS. And so I downloaded, like, the Gen 4 games on it. But, like, I had so many games on that ROM cart back then that I just, like, never really got super into any single one of them. Um, so... This, it's, this feels like a new game, is the point I was trying to make. Um, uh-huh. And that's really cool. Like, it's it's kind of nice to just go in fresh. Um, but I wanted to do something a little unique with my team. Um, because I'm like, whenever I play a remake, I don't, like, you know, look up all the Pokemon beforehand and, like, plan out my team in advance or whatever. I just kind of catch stuff and decide what I want to do as we go. I... <laughs> Speaking of, I saw a great meme where it's like, this time I'm going to try a new team. And oh, yeah. it's like, it's uh, Garchomp, mm. uh, like all, basically the gnome starters. Like, Garchomp, Lucario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I try not to do that. Like, there's a few that I knew I wanted to get just because, like, I I like them. Right. Um, but even then I'm having issues because, like, I'll get back to my point in a second, but... Friggin' Drifloon. Apparently, like, I, I played more of Platinum than I did of Diamond and Pearl, and this doesn't have any of the changes from Platinum. Yeah. But apparently in this one, Drifloon, you can only get one a day, or one a week. Yeah. Um, it shows up on Friday, yep. floats around outside a specific spot, and once you battle that one, it's gone until the next Friday. Yeah, yeah that's versus- dumb. Just wait until you have to get a Spiritomb, because that's even worse. In, I uh, thought it was like it, a glitch for like infinite spirit tombs, which is kind of interesting. Why would you do uh, that? I don't know. Um, 
But, like, also, right now, they don't have uh, compatibility with Pokemon Home for this game yet. Which, I mean, I, I get, like, you don't want people just immediately transferring everything over to it. But also, I mean, I could just transfer a Drift Loon over from Pokemon Go, and I'd be fine. Like, I wouldn't abuse it, but I understand why they're not allowing it. But it just means, like, the game came out on a Friday. Well, and we didn't listen to you anyway. You... This is the, the the badge thing, so like it would you would it wouldn't be under control depending on the level. I uh, I mean I'd I'd find a a basic one. Like it's all CP, so I don't know how it transfers over with Pokemon Go. Um, but anyway, I like the game came out on a Friday, and like I read, even if you get that far, one doesn't show up until the following Friday. So like, even if I tried to go, you know, trade for one. Literally no one could have a Drift Loon yet. <laughs> Until this coming Friday. <laughs> unless they're um unless they're doing like uh date scumming and just uh putting up. Dates I don't in advance. think that works. Really? Yeah, I read something about how like you can't just change the date to Friday. That sucks. Yeah. So anyway, the point is like I got past that point, now I'm gonna have to like remember to go back and get my Drift Loon on Friday. Um but for the most part, like, I don't make a big deal about, like, getting specific things and, you know, building up my team or whatever. Um, so I started with Turtwig, uh, which I don't usually do, boy. but I think I was I was talking to Tyler about it and, like, how the, you know, the, the typing works and everything. And, like, I agree that, that grass ground is really good, even though there's yes. arguably more grass, like, good grass types in the game than others. Um, if there are any. Well... Usually I go uh, Chimchar, because you, there's, like, no fire types early on in the game. Yeah. Yeah, um, Pony, uh, unless... I think you get Ponyta, depending on the yeah, version. Yeah, you get Ponyta pretty early on. I think it's Ponyta or Growlithe. I think they're version exclusive. Growlithe is not in the game. I know that for sure. Uh, is that a platinum yeah, thing? No, uh, I, well, it maybe it's is. Growlithe and Vulpix that are version exclusives. I, Growlithe is in one of them, because I saw someone, like... I think it's Diamond. Someone was like, "Oh, I was gonna get Pearl, but I, I Growl is a version exclusive, so I gotta, I gotta have my dog." Um, but whatever, it doesn't matter. There's very few fire types, is the point. So I've yeah, been kind of yeah. struggling early on because you go to a lot of forests and things like that. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I started with Turtwig because um, I figured it'll pay off eventually, and I decided pretty much then and there that I was going to try to name all of my team members after friends, um, but only where appropriate to the Pokemon. Ah. So, like, I named my Turtwig, which I've actually renamed it since, to be more accurate. Um, so I'm going to go with the rename. Um, I named my Turtwig, Turtwiggy, um, in honor of Ben. Yeah, I'm then... the best turtle. <laughs> I got a few other things that were, like, kind of random, just because, like, it was, you know, whatever I could find. Um... I didn't really care, and I couldn't think of names for them, so I just grabbed them for the meantime. But um, I got a Magikarp that I named Magikane, after Thomas. Nice. Um, and then probably my proudest one, well, one of my proudest ones. Um, I'm trying to go with, like, you know, friends of the show here. Um, one of my proudest ones was my Shinx, which is Tyre Shinx, in honor of Nice. The best <laughs> nice. boy. Yeah. Um, he has since evolved. They've actually both since evolved. Um, but, I mean, the names are fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then I got a, uh, a Geodude that makes more sense when it, like, when it's spelled out, 
but I named it VGO Dad in honor of VG Dad. Um, and there's a few I just got recently, and I'm trying to remember what I named them because um, they were pretty good. But uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of tricky. Like I'm grabbing things with the intention of naming them. But, like, I don't think about the names until I catch them. Um, because I don't know what I'm going to find. So, like, I'm kind of under pressure, like, on the nickname screen to just figure out the pun in the moment. Um, but it's it's been a fun experience. So I want my final team to all be, like, you know, friend-nicknamed Pokemon. So this is um, your variant of the Nuzlocke challenge, the name lock. Yeah, basically. Like, I can get other stuff, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. But I can't use them in the end. Like, actually, I still have my um, my Starly, which has evolved. But um, I still have my Starly that's just named Bird Pun. Because, I like, I don't have anything else. But I was going to replace it with Drifloon. I just can't get one yet. So I need a, I need a good um, flying type until I can get fire. It's possible that you can find something in the underground, because I found a whole bunch of good shit that isn't on the regular Pokedex in there. That's true. I just got there, like, to the town where you can go underground. Um, I haven't been there yet. I'm not it's super rad. far. I'm right like, before the second dunge- or second gem, because um, I've been caught up in other stuff. But it's really good. Like, it, it is a very faithful remake. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, because it doesn't really add any dumb stuff, and it modernizes what was already a solid gen. Um, and so, like I said, since I didn't play much of it, like it all feels new to me, so it's not like I'm just, you know, going through the motions of the same thing I've played before. Like, that's not really what this remake is for. So, I don't know. Um, I really have very few problems with it. And most of the problems I do have are just, like, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the Pokemon in this gen. Yeah, there's um, not a huge variety in this one to start out with. Yeah. But I did get a few of the legendaries uh, that you get early on for having saved data from other games. So I got a Mew and a Jirachi. Um, I haven't gotten the um, uh, Manaphy yet, because that's a, a mystery gift and i forgot yeah, you don't get to, like, you don't get that until uh you beat the third gym leader i thought you got it like where you get the poketch as yeah as soon as uh you defeat the third gym leader and i noticed for a fact that's when the mystery gift uh icon pops up in the pause menu and then you get your mana fee from there oh okay then i guess i can't get it yet anyway well, yeah, that's fine. Um, but I got my Mew and my Jirachi. Um, I named my Mew Zora after our friend Lowe's cat. Um, because she is also a, a pink little hairless cat. <laughs> um, so I thought it was appropriate. And I haven't actually found one yet to name after Lowe. So I figured that's... It a, has to be know. a Buneary, and because it evolves into Lopunny. I thought of that. I don't really want a Buneary on my team, though. <laughs> Why not? It's a pretty versatile attacker. But I do like the idea of a Pokemon pun name, Low Punny. <laughs> yeah, it works pretty well. It does. But I was thinking of doing something that's like, you know, Nero the whatever, or like something the hero. 
and try to figure that out. But I don't, like I said, I'm not trying to plan to them super it. far in advance. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm actually using the Mew on my team for now. I thought it'd be <gasps> kind of fun because you never get one this early. And like, it doesn't have a great move set, but like it can learn basically any TM. So it's kind of an interesting one to like have on your team as your psychic type and, you know, build it as you go through the game rather than getting it like level one at the end when there's nothing else to do. Um, so I'm planning on it being my actual psychic type because it's going to have such good move diversity. Um, but right now it's kind of lame. Like I haven't actually used it because it doesn't know anything. Yeah, It's I mean, almost as if it's a useless cat. You're a useless cat. Yeah, no, that's a, that would be a compliment. That it's, uh, experience uh, gains aren't as high as other Pokemon since it's a legendary, so it takes more time to level it up as a consequence. Yeah. But it's it's neat. I, I like it. And I, I've never used Jirachi before or anything, so I just kind of boxed it, but I wanted to at least use Mew for now. Um, but yeah, that's Pokemon. Uh, I think Tyler will probably talk about it more, so I will yeah. move on from there. Um, I played a little bit more Mario Party. Um, I had a few friends over yesterday as of this recording, and we did like a four-person, like, you know, local match, which was really satisfying. Nice. Um, it was brutal. Like <laughs> there, there was so much star stealing. Um, was there any choke? Did anybody try to put anybody in a rear naked choke? Uh, close, close. <laughs> this is the first time I've gotten four people together to play Mario Party in a long time. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> it was mean. You um, son of a bitch! This is my just punching each other with the Joy Cons. Yeah. Like it was really fun. Mini Mad is um, like at the very end or toward the very end, like last five turns. I used Boo to steal a star from my friend. And then landed on the Bowser space. Bowser stole a star. That's <laughs> so he basically bitch. stole my friend's star from me. And then my friend, on the last five turns, got the, the golden pipe. But every time someone would get a star, the, pi- the, the star would land like right next to him. So he went through the last five turns never actually using the golden pipe because he just kept running into stars by accident and won. That's hilarious. Like, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you when you say, I think this person's going to win. I'm going to give them a free star, basically. Like, of course they're going to win, then. You let them win. <laughs> it made me mad. I've never seen them give a golden pipe out before. So ridiculous. That's um, Mario Party for you, though. Yeah. But it was, it was fun. I, like... This is a good Mario Party game. I, f- I forgot how much I'd missed it. Um, but yeah, speaking of things that I missed, uh, we got some Halo Infinite in. Um, last Thursday, me and Ben and my friend Chris uh, streamed some Halo Infinite multiplayer online, and Ben didn't throw up once. No! Um, <laughs> and we had some really like a... fun matches. Like, yeah, we lost a lot. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I at least had some really solid, like, MVP moments um, with, like, you know, actual positive kill-death ratios and, like, a few, um, a few like, double and triple kill awards and, like, I was feeling good about it. <laughs> um, overall, we didn't do great. Uh, we but definitely lost fun, more that's all that matters. Won. Yeah, exactly. Like, we won in our hearts, and that's what matters. Um, but yeah, Halo is very good, and this version of it is very good. Yeah, um, considering it's honestly, we're like, all worried about 
with the delays and, 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 you know, the constant reshuffling of it, we thought it wasn't going to be... If we thought it was going to be a train wreck. Uh, yeah. Some people think it was going to be a train wreck. But it, at least the multiplayer side is not. And based on the snippets of the single-player stuff that's out there, it's not. So, yeah. Shows what we know. I mean, it seems really polished. Um, the only thing that, like, kind of bothers me is it's very safe. Like, I mean, you can jump in and you're like, oh, yeah, this is Halo. This is what Halo is supposed to feel like. But also, you jump in and you're like, oh, yeah, this is Halo. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything new or special, really. Um, it's kind of just a very good version of what we've had before, with you know, super solid online and like you know, good feeling weapons and like it's it's way better than what I heard Halo Five was for sure. And the fact that the multiplayer is free means it's going to do numbers. Um, I've already, I mean, I already see people like daily. Like, all right, play more Halo tonight. Who wants to join? Um, like, it's the game right now. But I hope the campaign takes a little more risks than the multiplayer does. That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah. Halo's good. Um, that is mostly it on, like, the, the home side. Um, I have been playing more Final Fantasy V. And... I still like it. Um, I am firmly in, like, unknown territory. So sometimes I just don't know what to do next. Because, like, there will be dialogue about, like, oh, yeah, we need to go do this thing. And then you just, like, the the scene ends. And it doesn't, like, tell you where to go. It doesn't really hint where to go. It just, like, reminds you of something. Or, like, you know, asks you to, like, how, how someone might be doing. And you have to actually find where they are. Like, oh, for example, there's one RPGs. point when it's like, um, uh, Sid left us a note that he's taking the adamant- adamantite back. And that's all you have to go off of. I forgot, like, what adamantite even was at that point. Um, much less, like, where we found it. So, like... I just, I happened to, like, you know, be flying around randomly and kind of had a, like, a, a light bulb moment of, like, oh, yeah, we got that from a meteorite. So, like, I went to, you know, one of the random meteorites that had fallen, and sure enough, there they were. But there's a lot of those moments where they're just kind of, like, a, a, a cutscene happens, and then you're just in your airship out on the world map. And it's just like, what next? <laughs> Um, but the, the part that kind of broke me a little bit was that, that part with the adamantite and the meteorite, because you basically have to go to each one of the meteorites. There's like, there's four of them. You have to go to each one and like recharge them or whatever to, uh, to activate a portal to like the other world. Um, the story gets nuts (laughs) with like. Galuf being, like, an alien, basically, from another dimension, and, like, X-Death, and all this weird stuff. But anyway, um, you basically have to just, like, go to each of these meteorites. So you land at one, go up there, Sid's like, alright, you wait here, I'm gonna go in and and charge it. And then they come out, it's like, okay, we're good, you can go into the next one now, and then you just fly on to the next one. Like, it's, it's really tedious and boring, and there's not much to it. They throw in, like, one combat just to justify you going there but 
it kind of feels like that could have happened off screen. And then you just go to the point. Like, it could have been a quick cut scene of like, all right, we, we you know, we've stopped at all these places. Now go to the, the energy epicenter, you know, to teleport. And like, you didn't actually have to slow the game down to a crawl to go to each one of those places. But once you get to the other other dimension, it's cool. Like like you said, you know, it's it's way more than just the crystals. Um, I feel like I'm maybe at the halfway point, if that. Uh, but also, like, the last few jobs I've gotten aren't amazing. Like, I feel like I've kind of hit a wall where the jobs I really like, I've mastered. Um, so there's not really any point in keeping them. But... I don't really want to try the others that I don't like as much because I feel like my team gets weaker when I switch to them. So I'm kind of just sticking to the same jobs I like, even though I'm getting no benefit from them. Um, but anyway, once you get, I don't know if you get more jobs still. Um, I assume it's just the ones from the crystals, but, um, the, once you get to the other world, like it's very story focused for a little while where, um, you're just kind of like thrown in the middle of this war. Uh, there's like, it's, it's very hype. Like it's one of those things where like, if this was a, you know, modern 3d game, it would just be like playable cutscene after playable cutscene. Um, but instead it, you know, moves the pacing's a little awkward with just the, the way the game plays. Um, but it's still very cool. Um, and then again, it kind of slows to a crawl as you're like dropped on the world map. And you just have to find the next place you can go. Like, you don't have a ship or anything to get around. Um, so you just kind of wander in a direction. And eventually you find a town that doesn't have anything of note in it. But, like, you know, you can get new equipment and rest and stuff. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll keep going. And then you find, like, a castle that I think is, like, evil and like has super powerful things in it so you're like okay i guess i'm not supposed to go here and you keep going on um and it's very like very classic final fantasy of um like not linear but also kind of linear you know like there's only one thing you can do but it doesn't tell you that one thing you can do you just have to find it right um so it's kind of like the worst of both worlds because if something's going to be linear, I'd rather it just guide me. Um, but if there's only one place I can go, and it doesn't tell me where that is, I'm just wandering aimlessly, thinking there's multiple paths, and finding nothing. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm st- like I said, I'm still liking the game, but the story is the main thing guiding me right now. Because um, I'm really curious like what this other dimension is. Um, and unfortunately, like, I looked up a walkthrough at one point to find, because I, I couldn't remember where to go next, uh, to find, like, a location or whatever, and, um, it spoiled a, like, a later moment. Um, oh, no. Because it's like, you, you come back to this place, like, for this reason, and so, like, I know there's more, like, after this, you know, this other dimension or whatever that I'm in. Um, and I'm really curious what that is. It kind of reminds me of like the the back half of Final Fantasy VI, um, just from you know what I read, and that's really cool. I like that. And like I think you you said it with uh, Trials of Mana, was it? Where like the world changes. 
um, and you have to like you know deal with the repercussions or whatever. Mm, like I really okay. like that kind of thing. Um, I thought I it was Trials of Mana. Or no, I think it was Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm, kinda. That that statement could apply to a lot of RPGs, to be honest. No, I know. I, I that's what I'm saying. I I like that, but I was just trying to think of something recently we were yeah. talking about that had that in it. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think it was Dragon Quest Eleven. But anyway, um, I'm just along for the ride right now. Um, it's kind of cool to like not really know that much about this game. A little frustrating sometimes, but also cool. Um. Yeah, that's mostly it. I finally got Pokemon Home set up so I could transfer some stuff for when the new games are added to that. Like, I wanted to get some of my, um, my, like, legendaries and stuff off of Pokemon Go. But, I mean, that's not really a game. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's it. All right. Tyler, what have you been up to, buddy? Um, not as much, uh, this week. Uh, it's just been a bit more, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Uh, Ooh. although I did kind of hit a wall when I, once I got to, like, the first boss. Like, oh, no. I figured out, uh, pretty early on that in order to get some headway in this game, you have to be really clever on, um, how you, uh, pretty much fuse your demons together and what skills to put on the, the end results. And... At the end of it, I got a fairly balanced team. Uh, there are dudes that have all the elemental spells that I can procure this pretty early on. And uh, all their stats are pretty balanced, uh, all things considered. But I did not account for the first boss to have a multi-hitting poison move that can wipe out my entire party in one shot. Oh, shit. So, Jeez. Yeah, that was fun. I gamed over it on that at least a few times. I guess so, that's what they mean with uh, Persona without the heart. I guess I guess that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> but with the hard. It's brutal, man. Uh, so brutal, in fact, that when fr- last Friday rolled around, I actually breathed a sigh of relief because I actually got to play an RPG that was much easier in comparison. Uh, <laughs> similar to Justin, I also played the one of the Gen 4 remakes. Uh, Shining Pearl, to be, ex- uh, to be exact. Uh, Unlike Justin, though, I actually have a bit of attachment with Gen 4. Uh, my brother and I got both Diamond and Pearl uh, when it first came out in uh, 2006, I think it was? Or was it 2007? I forget when exactly. But, yeah, we we played those games in tandem. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, go- it was fun going back to the remake since um, I pretty much played this Gen forward and backward a few times over the years. Uh, so it's just seeing all the little things that changed and also all the things that haven't changed is pretty neat. Like, uh, from the starter, I actually chose something a bit different than when I first played the game. Um, when I first played through the original Pearl, I picked Turchway because Turtle Grassy Boy, and, you know, that was the starter I went with. But for this one, I went for Chimchar because, you know, lack of fire types and... I like Pokemon that can punch things, and <laughs> what better starter can do that? So, yeah. Uh, my team is pretty balanced, uh, all things considered. Um, and they're all mostly fully evolved at this point. Uh, I have a Luxray. I have a Kadabra as my uh, uh, main special attacker. Um, I have a Roselia on my team as well. It Ooh. was a Bodoo, but... 
best, yeah, best, that, gra- best grass Pokemon in that generation. I love Rosalia. By Especially. default, because there's almost nothing else in terms of grass types. Even in, compared to other generations that have grass Pokemon, it is one of the more cooler and better ones out of all of them, including... I will argue Sceptiles, good sir, but Plus there's you know, that's just opinions. Well, that's what I mean. That whole line. That whole line is great. Well, yeah. it's like they added Roserade, so like that's, you know, that's cool. And that's what I'm aiming for. I have yet to get a Shiny Stone, but... In time, I will definitely get it once I get to Iron Island, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Actually, the farthest I've gotten so far is I just beat the fourth gym leader earlier today, and um, I went in the underground and got myself a Munchlax, which is about the same level as all my other dudes who are at around level 37 at this point. So yeah, I've been trucking along, uh, even with uh, crippling uh, console uh, failure that I've been having the past few days. So, when I was uh, playing through uh, Animal Crossing, um, I noticed a strange whirring sound in my Switch. Um, Mm. And apparently it was uh, my fan uh, acting all funky. So, I ordered some special screwdrivers, right, to open that bitch up and try to get it cleaned, right? But the screws on the back of the Switch are really fickle, and if you're not careful with them, you irreparably damage them. I immediately did that on accident, mm. and now I can't open up my Switch anymore. So, it is pretty much on its death knell, uh, just making this funky uh, fan-whirring sound until it inevitably blows up or something. I don't know. I mean, as long as you, Luckily, the Switch will give you like a overheating message and shut down automatically, so you won't like just abrupt on your hands. But, hey, just keep playing with it until otherwise. It's just like, you just get with the noise. That's Pour good one out for Tyler's Switch. Yeah, but yeah, that's good to know, because if I was playing through, like, Pokemon in, like, the middle of a session, and uh, my Switch just immediately overheats, then my save would pretty much be fucked at that point. So, I'm gonna try my best to get a replacement, because I do not want to go through the hassle of going to, like, a specialist repairman to fix my Switch. Like, I would just bite the bullet and just... Get a replacement. Hopefully yeah. an OLED if I can find one, but yes. I'd be okay just getting a regular one. Yeah, and you have the, it would be probably the battery saver, the new the one with the battery life in it, but hopefully manifestation you can get an OLED. Yeah, who knows? I'll look into it tomorrow, uh, as of this recording anyway. So hopefully by next week I'll have a brand new up-and-coming up Switch that I'll be able to share my game experiences with. But yeah, until then, that's pretty much all i got really okay thank you tyler so as justin said uh i was part of the halo infinite bandwagon i was very uh, happy that he asked me to play even though he knows i have notorious issues with fps games but we figured hey fuck it let's try it um and i will say uh, i as for experimenting purposes also because i'm probably not gonna play halo uh, permanently, I played it on the Xbox One X because I figured, well, let me do some research. Let me see how it runs because even though I was impressed with Forza, I wanted to see how compatible crossplay wise how it would work with either like the Series X or uh, PC users. Uh, and I was very impressed with how the uh, Xbox One version, Xbox One X version of Halo Infinite runs. It looks amazing. It like obviously. It pro- the graphical fidelity on the series of consoles are probably a little bit better, but from my blind, nearly blind eyes, it was perfectly fine. Um, it, it looked good. It was Halo. It reminded me of when I was playing with my friends in college um, in those drunken death matches that we used to have 
that I barely remember. But <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. I died a lot because I, I don't know how to aim properly. And uh, we kept kidding against people who kept playing uh, smart and not fun, a.k.a. just going crazy. Um, and we ran into some toxic people. But it was fine. We had a good time. That's all Pain. that matters. Um, it was it was a good time. It's cool that it's free to play. I, I just won't dedicate time to it. Not that I don't think it's a quality product. It's just online competitive shooters are just not my thing. Um, I wish I could play the campaign mode, but I like maybe I'll maybe I'll bite the bullet and I'll play the campaign, see if how my head works with that, and just pick it up from there. But unfortunately, I know playing a Halo One on the Master Chief Collection that fucked with my head. So maybe I need to change with the FOV if I can do that on the uh, first on the first game in the Master Chief Collection. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, but, uh, it's, it's another game, at least the multiplayer I can count, that doesn't fuck with my head. Like, I think there was one point where I had, like, oh, God, it's coming. But then after that, it just disappeared. And I was fine. We played for almost three hours. And it was good. Um, outside of that, uh, played more Resident Evil 4. I officially made it to the island. The, the, the lab section, a.k.a. the least most fun section of the game. I gotta tell you, you people say, Resident Evil 4 is not scary. Resident Evil 4 is not scary. You haven't heard of fucking um, the, the regenerator with earbuds on at, at 1 o'clock in the morning when you don't go to work the next day. And all of a sudden, all you hear is... <laughs> out of your left earbud. Sorry, Justin, I know you can't appreciate that. But other people who can... Because like, this game has, it has 3D audio. Um, uh, at least I, I have... A, a, or stereo, rather. So all I hear is... On my left side right here. Oh, God. And I was instantly reminded to what it was and like how they how they move and shit. I'm like, ah, get away, get away, get away. Uh, I'm still enjoying the game. It's Resident Evil 4. What else is, what else is, what else is there to say? I'll probably beat it by this week. Um, I would have talked about Skyrim, uh, but uh, Justin's copy came in late in the day. Not his fault. It's just the United States Postal Service currently sucks right now. Um, I will probably talk about it more next week, but I did start up the opening cutscene. Um, and then, you know, oh, you're awake. And I was like, wow, this is Skyrim. Uh, so funny, funny enough, I saw this story on numerous streams this week, but I'll say it here uh, for people who don't go to my streams. Uh, the first time I played Skyrim was 11 years, almost 11 years today. I got it for Christmas. So like, uh, t- 11 months to the day and I played Skyrim on a fucking CRT TV. I'm not shitting you. Wow. Uh, uh, it's cause all I had, I had been living here for only maybe less than six months, maybe cause I moved in, in May, June, something like that. And um, I was like, um, well, I asked my dad for Skyrim because it was the big game and I had a PlayStation 3 and let me try it. And so like, it, I find it funny that – and I sold my copy because I just wasn't playing it. I kept getting frustrated at it. Fuck this game. And then I find it funny a decade later to the, to the month of uh, – to the 10th uh, anniversary of the game, I'm here I am playing it again on Nintendo Switch. So I think that's It's really, crazy really how funny. life works sometimes. We're playing Skyward Sword 10 years after and now we're playing Skyrim 10 years after. Yeah. It's, well, it's they crazy, came but... out like the same day, didn't they? Or close no, to? No, uh, roughly. If not within the same week. I yeah. know they were both November releases, so it's, it's crazy. Um, but sure I look forward to – At the same time too. That's crazy. I look forward to um, playing more Skyrim. Um, but besides that, the real game I really want to talk about, and I said I want I was going to talk about it this because I played more into it today, was the uh, artful. Uh, oh, actually, no, hold on, I'll say it for last. I decided to play Sonic Forces. There, I fucking said it. I I am hankering to play a 3D Sonic game, like a modern 3D Sonic game, the Sonic Adventure One, Adventure Two, and because colors at the time was generations. Um, Shut up. On my Switch, specifically, <laughs> I should say that, because Generations is not on Switch. I have Generations on my PC. Um, and then, like, after... I think I'm just... Influ- I've been influenced easily by, like, what's going on. So, like, fucking 
Um, and when we talk about Xbox last week, uh, with the whole games getting the FPS boost, Sonic Unleashed got that for the Series X, so now Sonic Unleashed runs at perfect 60 FPS, almost... It only took uh, 13 years. Yeah, 13 years just to happen, I'm like, I won't lie, that would make you want to get a Series X over a PS5 just to play Sonic Unleashed. Yeah, right. <laughs> at 60 FPS, because it looks great! That way we won't play through the out-of-bat stage in, like, a Microsoft PowerPoint frame rates. Yeah, I've never played Unleashed. Uh, I w- like, God, why can't they... Why? Look, set, who do I have to pay to get that on Siri on the One X? Or it cannot be done. I guess it can't be done. Um, yeah, it's not powerful enough. Isn't Unleashed on PC? No, no. it's not. It's only on consoles. Um, oh, weird. Yeah, and you can only find the Xbox version easily enough. I don't even know. Or the Wii. It's also on Wii, but that's a, like a... It's a different version It's altogether. a way different version than that one, yeah. Um, so I want them to... Come on! Put it on PC, please! Just don't fuck it up like you did. <laughs> Colors. But, so I, most of it just comes from because of that, and I wanted to play Sonic Colors, and my Wii U disk drive is fucked up, so I can't play Colors, and the fucking modern version of Colors is was borked. Apparently there was a major patch that yeah, came out today. Yeah, I can confirm. Um, apparently there was a major patch today that came out that quote-unquote fixed things, so maybe if it's good enough, I will buy colors for my Switch, because it's just, I just want to play a 3D Sonic game, and I, st- Give me a range well, on that. I, I will still say classic Sonic's controls suck ass, I don't know yeah. why they put it in the game, that still means true, I did, the most fun I'm having with this game again is the fucking Avatar shit, the Avatar yeah. levels and the whips things, that's the best part of the game. Easily, I will definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, even the music's great. I do laugh at the cringy dialogue. Um, This is... uh, When Knuckles is like, I'm not weak. No, it's not even that. It's like he says something like, that's that's right, War never changes. Yeah, he's basically... Like, it's just so fucking cringeworthy. It's like... But I love it. It's so bad writing that it's cringeworthy writing that I fucking love it. So I listen to every cutscene. Um... I, I don't care about infinite, but like I'm playing on a hard mode. It actually does feel like it's on on, on a little bit more difficult than with my standard playthrough. So I'm having fun with it. It's the only 3D Sonic game that I can actually play on my Switch as of right now because it's the only one I have to per- I've purchased. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm having a good time with it. And those first early stages are great. Like Sonic breaking out of the uh, of the Death Egg was fucking awesome, and you're grinding yeah. on the rails in space, like flying on the Death Star. That's sick. And then the game goes. Pfft. But uh, we'll see how it goes yeah. if I keep playing. Because I have no intent to beat this. I'm just trying to get this out of my system. Um, but the one last game I want to talk about before we can move on to the next segment of the show is The Artful Escape, which I did fuck up the name this time. I played a lot of it because I wanted to play a lot of it this week. And um, it is easily now top three contender for Game of the Year. That's what I'm saying right now. Um, it's every time, the few times I've played it, and I try, I want to beat it as fast as possible now, because I don't think it's that long. I feel like I'm, I'm at least at the halfway point. It makes me, it like, it's, it's demonstrating the power of music, the power of identity, the power of self-creation. It just sings to the human condition of like, we don't want to just be clones of what our predecessors were. We want to be more than that. We want to move mountains. And visually, this game is just nothing. I mean, nothing but eye candy. Yes, a lot of it is walking as you're pretty much riffing a guitar, which never gets old. You think that would get old. But because every time you're the guitar and you walk by certain things, the environment reacts, things will be create constructs, electro, uh, light constructs will be created like you're a Green Lantern. It's just, like, if you just, if the sound of a wailing guitar makes you feel something, play this game. Please, if you have it on Game Pass, play it. Buy it. I don't care 
play it. It's it, if you like music, if you like creation, if you understand what it's like to live in the shadow of something and to force create your own identity. Play this game. I don't hear anybody enough talk about this, and it's a shame. It probably got buried from all the other big releases. But I'm going to be a champion for this game because it needs to be spoken to. It's witty. It's if there's one word I can I can assign to uh, the Artful Escape, it's imaginative. It's just pure imagination. There are no rules. Every visual is unique. How the game visually works, it's just it blows my mind. It's funny. It's well written. It's heartfelt when it needs to be. It is a miracle of a game. And I think, honestly, when we talk... Like, we've had this discussion for decades now about games to movies and movies to games. And what, what, like, what makes gaming a unique form of storytelling, right? Why are video games merit of that? And I will now point to this game, The Artful Escape, as an example of a meeting... Like, this kind of story can only be told through video games because you are controlling the interactions of, of, um, of the main character. You are making what how he wants to look um so for instance i fucking like like i posted some pictures on my twitter go check them out um like you're you're doing a rock concert battle against this unimaginable cosmic being it's it's insane next thing you know you're talking to him like you're on like you're on uh on david letterman and like you're you're like having back and forth and like there's there's unique dialogue options in it and I just got to the point where you basically are now you're becoming more comfortable with who you are as a person. You're not this folk musician, but maybe you're this space rocker. And you get to customize your own clothing down from the gloves, face paint, body, bodysuit, hairstyle. It's it's limited, but the choices that are there I think provide a lot of room for it. It is a beautiful game and i am and not just visually but storytelling wise it's it easily game of the year contender for me i haven't even finished it yet i don't need to finish it because i already know how i don't know how i'm going to react to how it's how it's ended but how it's going to end rather but it already makes me feel so many good things as i'm playing it. and again you would think that strumming of the guitar as you like most of the game you're pretty much and, and when you're in areas to to go to your next performance it's just you doing and then like you it's the camera's pulled back super wide and you, all you see is this vast vista and unique alien elements either their cities plant life whatever it it always never fails to mesmerize me whoever was the illustrator the, the creative designer for this game you are you are one of God's people. You make... These are some of the most brilliant and unique things I've seen in a video game. Again, one word. Imaginative. In pure imagination. Please go play this game. Please spread the word. Like, it... Not enough. I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it. And I get it. A lot of games came out in the second half of 2021 versus the first half. First half was kind of quiet, as it usually is. But don't let this game slip. Buy it. It's like 20 bucks, $25 Game Pass. Please, please play it. I'm going to try to beat it as soon as possible. But definitely not just Game of the Year contender for like top 10. I'm talking top 3. That's how much I'm enjoying this game. Okay, that's how that's what it means to me right now. Um, but enough of me ranting about the Artful Escape. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And we'll be back for the news segment. We'll be just in a moment, lads. 
Hello everybody, welcome back to now the news portion of the Charge Shot Gamescast, and we have, to much to my decree and love, we have a lot of fighting games to talk about, like holy shit, what, is, yeah. with, what is with this month in fighting games? Um, so let's go, and thank you, I saw the comments in the Twitch chat, which by the way, you can watch us if you listen to this on your preferred podcast provider. We do stream this show live at twitch.tv slash zero score every Monday, roughly around 7 Central Standard Time, if you want to join in on the chat room discussions. Okay. Oh my god, did you just plug me on your fucking Twitch stream? Um, it's a, it's an auto mod thing. I thank you, forgot well, thank to you. turn it off. Thank you, sir, mod. I'll, I'll, I'll thank your mod later. Um, sir we have finally official confirmation for the much rumored and leaked multiverses which might have the best title in a fighting game i've heard while for a new ip we have it's multiverses it is the smash brothers clone coming from warner brothers um we got a full three minute trailer um and uh yeah so far uh i'm trying to get a, a screenshot of the roster um um, just going sort of out of the highlights. Oh, I just had it. I, I just had it. God damn Put it. 25 seconds. Okay. So we have, sh- here's the roster we have so far with, with, uh, with multiverses and we'll sort of get into the mechanics and stuff like that. We have Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. What the hell Zoinks. is this green thing? I don't know what this green it's thing is. It's an original you- character. Okay, it's the original character. I was like, what the fuck is that thing? Uh, we have Steven from Steven Universe. We have Garnet. Yes, I know who that is. Shut up. Uh, we have Harley Quinn. We have Arya freaking Stark in here. Um, we have Finn uh, from Adventure Time. We have Wonder Woman. We have Jake from Adventure Time. We have Superman and Batman. Bugs fucking Bunny and Tom and Jerry round up your initial roster. Um, that's so that's, that's 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 going to be great. Um... So uh, the first and you know we're going to get like Gandalf, Harry Potter, like you Daffy know those Duck. kind of characters oh, later. Oh, this 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 game could have DLC for years with how many? Yeah, I'm just saying like there's there's specific properties that aren't accounted for yet. Right, right, exactly. Um, so first off, uh, this uh, one of the big things that they're promoting with this game is unlike say Smash Brothers or All Star Brawl or any other Smash clone, this game is emphasizing T T. t- Two on two combat, so tag team, emphasizing that it's it's that's the comments going to emphasize. They use like Batman using his uh, smoke bombs as a way to cover your opponent's, uh, your enemy's um, uh, move, your 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 partner's movements, and I think that's really cool from a mm-hmm. combat perspective. That that's where they're approaching it because no other Smash game approaches that. It's pretty much one for all or one on one. Where there is team combat, but it's not as emphasized as much as this game seems to be going for. Yeah, that idea of like the the move sets tend to like work together with each other. Yeah, so like you can go- play free for all, but like the way that they've built the characters is to work together. Yeah, that's it's- pretty unique for a Smash game. Uh, you can have like a whole bunch of combinations with like all these moves, and mm-hmm. it would just be limitless at that point. Exactly. So here's another thing that they're touting, uh, and this is a criticism for for that uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl had. These will have a voices of the characters that uh, of the actors that played them, or at least sound alikes. So you have Kevin Conroy with with Batman. You have uh, I think a new actor for Steven from Steven Universe. Um, I uh, you have Matthew I Lillard as Shaggy. 
Yes, exactly. Um, who's they got voicing... John DiMaggio as uh, Jake, Tara yeah. Strong as Harley Quinn, exactly. uh, Eric Bauza as Bugs Bunny, and Tom and Jerry. Nice. And they got, uh, oh, what's his name uh, for Superman? Uh, uh, the guy that uh, Sephiroth. Tim, Tim Daly. Tim Daly. No, oh. that's not him. That's a different oh, guy. Oh, No, that's not Lance <laughs> No, it's oh. uh, Tyler Hoechlin. No, 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 no. That's not... No. Tyler Hoechlin. D- he Sephiroth. Super- Multiple Supermen have voiced Sephiroth. I think it's Tim Daly. Really? Is it, it, yes. Oh, fuck. Because he was Superman in, the, in Injustice. Fuck. No, I'm thinking of the one from Justice League. It's the same guy. I'm pretty sure it isn't. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, there was I'm two Supermen. Super- on the name. There's two. There's t- uh, okay, Tim Daly was the one before him. Um, this is great radio. George, are you thinking of George Newbern? Because that was the only. Yeah, that's him. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, Tim Daly replaced George Newbern. Um, so Daly is the one that you hear in Injustice. So, and Tim Daly was the one in Justice League, not not George Newbern. George Newbern was the one in Superman the Animated Series. So this sounds like Tim Daly, who yes, he okay. also voiced Sephiroth. So, um, and then I think the new guy voices Sephiroth. So I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is with Superman and Sephiroth's voice casting, but they do it. So. Yeah, that, that's, that's 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 really cool. Um, I don't know who they said is voicing Wonder Woman though, because it's it didn't sound Abby like. Trot. Okay, uh, I was hoping they would get Rosario Dawson because she's been voicing Wonder Woman since 2013. But she's oh, a really uh, good actress, though. Yeah. I can definitely see her as Diana. That's good. Yeah. Again, not not everybody, but you're gonna have um, you're gonna have just gonna having have voices a, in general. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, it adds a again, level to it. Uh, if I haven't mentioned this already, uh, also they showed that they're, they showed off some different skins you can earn. Um, I think pretty they're much really these cool. are going to be the cosmetics you're going to pay for. I saw the one thing that popped out instantly was Chad Jerry from the uh, every the, where he's wooing that female cat um, in the cowboy outfit. <laughs> the zoot, exactly. Um, and they, they showed have off good taunts too, but the the skins are super good. Exactly, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the other one I saw they showed Blackest Night Superman, where Superman becomes a zombie. Like that's a fucking deep cut right there. Um, like, yeah, the series Batman. I think there's exactly. Zarl Superman too. Uh, was it black and white one? Yeah, that was uh, that's black and nice. That's that zombie Superman. That's black and nice Superman. Um, oh, okay. And he gets he becomes technically undead. So. And it doesn't look like I know a lot of people said this. I heard rumor there were rumors going around that said this game looks cheap. It doesn't look that bad. Like no. I like it looks for a free to play title. This looks. I love the art style. It, it brings except for artist art's the only outlier because she's a human person. But that's just an art style thing. That's just a character right. thing. That's not that's not a hot problem with how it looks. And it's free to play. That's the big thing. Yeah, you can't complain about free. No, because the worst thing is you download it and then you pick the character you like and you just buy the cosmetics that you like for for that character. And yeah. they'll probably sell a like a pack to get all in one to satisfy people like that. You'll probably be able to do that. Right. It'll be interesting to see if like the DLC characters are Add it for free or not. Like, if they do an Avengers thing where, like, they add the characters for free and then expect you to pay for the cosmetics. Yeah. Just so everyone has the same roster available. That's something they do in Brawlhalla, now that I think about it. Well, yeah, Brawlhalla pretty... is all in an unlock system. Okay. Either, either so, you pay for a lot of money for it. <laughs> either right. that. Um, it used to be that all of them were available from the start, back when it was in beta. But... Nope. 
even though I had access to all of them, after the beta ended, they locked them all, which yeah, made me mad. It's esports. It's esports now. That's why. Um, yeah. And uh, also, Ultra Instant Shaggy is now official. He's in a fighting game. He, I like, like this isn't even ten percent of my full power, man. I I, look, listen. Um, Maximilian said this on his stream. Like, fucking memes will get people to try something. So the fact that yeah. Ultra Instant Shaggy is a thing, people will download this game and play this game. Uh, quick question: the- What? Uh, Justin, who are you maining in this short roster that we have so far? Well, real quick, I wanted to say they need to add Scorpion because, I mean, that is a WB oh, character. sure. So Hell we can yeah. actually have Ultra, uh, Ultra Instinct Shaggy versus Scorpion. That would be yes. awesome. Get his revenge. Also, for this his, would tec- um... if they do that, it technically is MK versus DC2 now. <laughs> That's yep. true. Yeah. Um, anyway, I would probably main... I don't know. It's honestly, it's kind of hard to tell how they play from this because it's a chaotic mess of, of you know, two v two. Um, I, I would need like more breakdowns of how each character plays. Gun Instinct pick. But, uh, probably I, I'd check out Wonder Woman. Probably. Okay. I feel like it should be fun with the whip and sword and all. There's a whole bunch. I definitely want to try out Shaggy, Finn and Jake, and Batman for sure. Okay. Uh, as for which one I want to stick with, that'll be a tough one. Superman. It it's is it out is it is it any answer? Superman. Give me Superman. But as a side character, I'm maining Tom and Jerry. Like no shit. If, if I, yeah. I I I want I want it, I want that to be the shenanigans character. Like mm, <laughs> I, I, I mean love Jake that. looks like or what's the little dog thing? The yellow Jake. thing. It's Jake. Yeah. Jake looks like the chaos character. Yeah, cuz he can literally transform his body into anything and just stretch his limbs. Yeah. Bacon pancakes, bacon, bacon pancake. If you haven't listened to the Alicia Keys remix of him singing bacon pancakes, <laughs> you are missing out. I haven't even seen Adventure Time, but I know that shit's hilarious. Um, My favorite oh, variation um, is uh, the Krusty Krab pizza song, uh, sung by Ariana Grande. <laughs> nice. Bugs seems really cool too, like being able to oh, make yeah. uh, tunnels that people can go in and stuff. I think he'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, and again, the team combat stuff seems really unique because, like, you if you create a tunnel as bugs, your opponent can travel into the same tunnel. Your like, partner. That's, that's your art. Your yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that, that's that. It's great. Like, there's a yeah, lot of good looks ideas. Looks like he here. took a wrong turn to Albuquerque, motherfucker. <laughs> he that better be one of his taunts. Um, I took <laughs> the wrong, or at least an introduction when he comes into this age. Oh, I took a wrong turn to Albuquerque. Uh, who doesn't love bugs? Money. Put a Daffy Duck. Put a Daffy Duck so I can. Yes. Meet. So me and Tyler can me, me and Tyler versus the world as Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, even though they You're might be despicable. Yes. Yeah, that's the only thing is like they really need at least two characters from every franchise. Yeah, to really make that team thing, you know, lock. Yeah, because like DC you want to have like four Bugs and Daffy versus like Batman and Superman, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm sure this roster is going to get crazy and bigger. I'm sure we're going to get Harry Potter. We're going to get MK, like not just uh, Sub Zero. We're going to get Mad Max. We're going to get Mad Max. I was. Oh, no. We're going to get Gandalf. You're going to get Aragorn. You're probably going to get Legolas and Gimli. You're not getting any of the Hobbits though. You won't get those guys. You just get the no. big action hero dudes. Um, what if they add the Witch King of Agmar? What if they do that? They add the Nazgul <laughs> as a playable fighter. Um, That'd be funny. Obviously, Rick and Morty. Is Smaug too big for, for Smash? Um, no, but I said this in our Discord. There is, and I, I'm not going to go on this like Chun-Li or anything, but there is a 
like one percent small chance that either Godzilla or Kong, because technically they still have the license to them, they technically can be in this game. That's true. That's if Kong, Kong was is in more, um, Space Jam Two. Kong is more, or Kong was not Godzilla. Um, yeah. So Kong is more likely, but if either of them, either of these go, either one of those go in there, I'm maining that monster. Okay. That'd be cool. Watch LeBron James be a playable character. That was the oh, rumor. Yeah, that he's was, that's, as that's the, the rumor that he's the DLC character, which I would love it just to make LeBron haters like small and literally, literally dunk on people. That would be funny. Put <laughs> LeBron James in the game. Okay. Okay. I'm, I mean, they I'm had that beat em up game, the the Space Jam licensed game. So he's got I moves. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, let's go on as we still stick with Smash. Um, Smash related stuff, but now we get possibly the most shocking announcement that I would never see happen, but it finally happened. What is with this month and announcements happen? So, just to give preference, uh, Nintendo of America is partnering with Panda Global, the esports team Panda Global. They are partnering them in 2022. They will bring the first officially licensed circuit for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Here's the caveat. And Super Smash Brothers Melee to North America. More details for wow. this short series of events with cash prizes coming later. So no detail. But this is this needs to be noted because this is the first time ever in Nintendo of America or even Nintendo in general is acknowledging in a positive light the Smash Melee community. That is something I never thought I would see. Yeah, this is definitely a first, because any other event uh, hosting any sort of Melee tournament, they would just kind of shut them down. Or not promote, or or nothing. Or if they do, they were like, well, we'll promote the overall event, but we won't talk about Melee, because we want to... Like, that's that's crazy that they're talking about Melee! But also, yeah, like, man. Ultimate's over. Like, you know, everything's out for it. So True! They don't need that whole, like... You know, you got you got to focus on the new game thing anymore. I just think it's very cool. Like, and, and yeah. like, you know, after years and years, and like, I hope, like, it's it's. I hope it's substantial. I hope it's worth it. I hope it's. I I, I have as much as I have said. Nintendo doesn't need to do it for the Smash community. I'm happy that they are doing it because obviously the hardworking people of the Melee community. You know, they they as much as I don't like the game competitively at that level. I can't deny that they don't put the production and the and the entertainment value for a lot of people. So, I think that's cool for all those players. It's like a reward for finally, yes, we're being financially rewarded with from Nintendo and Panda Global uh, and Panda Global to put on something on something great. So, cross your fingers this does well, and we continue to get more stuff. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Shit, can we get arms in there too? <laughs> <laughs> Probably pushing our luck there. Brawl will probably be more likely to make it in. Uh, nobody likes Brawl. <laughs> at least competitively. I uh, do. Single player Brawl. <laughs> well, at the high level. Um, at least I should say. Um, okay, so that, that's all that is for that announcement. Like That's that's super cool. Uh, so, next up, as much as we were talking about the positivity of Halo Infinite, we do have some bad news to, cel- to celebrate, to show this time. Um... A couple months ago, we had showed that Halo Infinite uh, single player would not launch 
with either the Reforged uh, uh, stuff, which is basically Map Creator, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, or Co-op Campaign. Uh, they would not launch it with the game. Well, we got some bad news for you even more. Halo Infinite won't be getting a co-op option for campaign mode until May of 2022 at the earliest. And Forge mode will be even further down the line. Uh, speaking of Eurogamer 343, uh, head of creative Joseph Stanton confirmed that the game's extension of Halo Infinite Season 1 means that much uh, means the too much requested features have been delayed. When 343 announced the campaign co-op, Forge would not launch in the game. It made the clear the former would drop during Season 2 and the latter in Season 3. Stan confirmed that with Season 1 now taking it around for 6 months instead of the planned 3, that means those modes have been pushed back. Uh, have been pushed back. Season 2 should begin in May 2022, with Season 3 likely being around August, September. Um, Stan wouldn't confirm, couldn't confirm uh, release dates for either. We can't confirm anything, any dates right now because we're seeing, uh, well, as we're seeing with this multiplayer beta, other things might move up in the priority stack for us if it turns out that progression system just isn't working the way we intended if we need to move some of these bigger rocks soon then we as a team will carry those decisions we'll make those decisions with clearly communicate to our fans uh, to why we're doing certain things as that mentions the team members properly had to respond to the complaints about the game's battle pass progression system after a player's found it to be a grind sad comments suggest that more work can be done on that system over time despite the response Halo Infinite's multiplayer uh, our early multiplayer launch has been received broadly positively, seeing huge success on Steam, as well as well as Xbox's own platforms. Campaign mode will be released on December 8th, and yet we got a 5-minute, and of course there's a 5-minute gameplay out there that you can watch at your leisure. So, I, that's kind of that kind of sucks if you're looking to play with your buddy, and you gotta wait almost 6 months after launch to, to, to tag it up with your buddy in Halo Infinite. Yeah, I'm not playing the campaign until I can do a co-op, so yeah. it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, uh, I, I'll I'll play the campaign. I'll say this isn't a great look. Um, like I get, you know, the campaign was more unpolished, like it, it needed some work and stuff. But they put the multiplayer out a month early, which was great. Like kudos to them. Um, it's really solid. But to then basically say like we're expanding season one. Uh, because there's been issues, again, you know, at least they're being open and, and honest about it. Um, expanding season one because there's been issues and we need to retool some stuff. So we're going to bump everything else about the game to, you know, focus on the multiplayer stuff. Like, that part's not a great look. Because it means that they are focused more on the, like, free-to-play grind of it than they are on the actual, like, you know, meat. Like, the, the campaign and, like, other modes of Halo that people also love. Um, I get you can play the campaign single-player, you know, on launch, whatever, but, like, to pay $60 for just the single-player campaign and nothing else when, you know, the rest of the game that's out at this point is free-to-play, I don't see that being a big deal. Like, I I think it's going to hurt their sales. Like, it's going to mean that people that would have bought it at launch... With, oh, well, you know, co-op will come, you know, early next year. I'll get a run-in by myself, you know, do some multiplayer, whatever. And now it's six months out, and they're just going to get the co-op campaign with, you know, who knows how long for everything else. Like, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a mess already for a launch, and the game's not even out yet, technically. 
Yeah, it's kind of a shitty situation here, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Like, again, it's great that we have the multiplayer and that it's free to play, but there's still a $60 game out there that they're not taking very good care of. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess they're going to rely on that battle pass and 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 people being enamored with the multiplayer stuff. I mean, it's it's possible that it could be fine because Battlefield isn't lighting up the charts at all. Um yeah. and Call of Duty seems to be as lukewarm as ever. So they it's not it's not as competitive as they thought with terms of the military shooter. So it could, it theoretically could. It's just, you know, it's obviously never going to be Fortnite, but I don't know. I don't think I, I think people who are like fans of the single player looking forward to playing with their buddy I think I think that's really disappointing, uh, and there's there's no other way around that. Okay, yeah. so uh, now let's go back into the way way machine as we have some announcements concerning Pac-Man Museum. Um, so uh, this Justin, since you posted this, you, you want to take the lead on this? <laughs> um. Yeah, so this is basically fourteen uh, Pac-Man games over the you know the course of its life, everything from like the original you know arcade Pac-Man up through like basically the modern kind of you know battle royale style. Um, it's not called the same thing as it is on Switch. I think it might be a different game, but it's basically the same thing. Um, and there's also a few things that have never really been like available for consumers before. Like the... I forget what it's called. It's like Championship or something like that. It's at the end of this video. I'll, I'll see it. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of things that like most people probably haven't played. Like kind of different takes on Pac-Man. Uh, there's a few of the ad- adventure types. Like ugh, Pac-Land. Oh, um, Which the, they, and then some of the weirder... The match stage in history. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this Pac-Man arrangement, I think is what I was thinking of. Okay. Um, it's like got different modes and kind of uh, pits you against different things. Like there's uh, there's like boss battles against giant ghosts where you have to actually like attack them, and then there's some um, some other options. But anyway, um, then there's some other things that like aren't you know traditional Pac-Man games like uh, like a Pac-Man kind of racing game called Pac-Moto and um, uh, Pac-Attack. Which kind of has like some some Tetris attack vibes to it, but like you're trying to drop your blocks in a way that like Pac-Man can reach all of the dots. Um, kind of reminds me of Puyo Puyo a bit. A little bit, yeah. So yeah, there's there's it's really nice presentation actually. Like oh yeah. Um, as you play the games, you collect different kind of collectibles that you can put in like the Pac-Man museum um, that you kind of wander around to like activate the games um you just kind of you know you play as a 3d pac-man wandering around this museum that you can customize to your needs and then you've got all the arcade cabinets and stuff in there that like bring up the game that you want to play um but yeah so it's got i'm just going to go through them all it's got pac-man like basic pac-man super pac-man which i think was on super nintendo um pac and pal which is another Kind of okay arcade game. Uh, Pac-Land, like I said, it sucks. Um, but it's like an adventure side-scroller game, basically. Um, Pac-Mania, um, which is like the first 3D kind of option. Uh, Pac-Attack, like I mentioned. 
Um, and then we've got Pack in Time, which is another kind of adventure style game that I've actually never heard of, but seems kind of cool. Um, Pac-Man Arrangement, that's got a bunch of different modes and like uh, multiplayer options and all kinds of stuff. Um, it's kind of a strange one. Then there's Pac-Man Championship Edition, which was a big deal uh, probably five, ten years ago. Um, Pac-Moto, which again is kind of like um, more of like battle mini games. Um, Pack and Roll, which I think might have been like a DS game or something like that. It looks like one. Um, and then Pac-Man Battle Royale, which is technically not the same thing that was on Switch. Oops. Uh, it's not the same thing that was on Switch. It's actually an arcade cabinet. That I've seen yeah, around. Something that you, that's something that you find like a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it because it's like a dollar per person that wants to join. Uh, but it's a really cool idea. And I like that it's, you know, coming in this pack because you can play with four people over, over Switch. Um, but it's basically like an elimination round with Pac-Man. Um, and then before, there fun. is Pac-Man 256, which is kind of the most recent one. Um, that's just like endless runner Pac-Man. Across weird, like, uh, constantly evolving stage layouts. So yeah, really solid if you're if you're into Pac-Man. Um, if this is a budget title, I'd probably pick it up because there's a good variety here. Um, some people are talking about how there's like notable omissions, like there's no Pac Junior or Ms. Pac-Man, but Namco doesn't technically own those. They were um, uh, retrofit cabinets from like other people. Um, that was a big deal back in the day where, like, you would take a, another property, um, like, retool it, you know, put a different computer in the cabinet, and then sell that to arcades. So, like, Ms. Pac-Man is probably the most popular example of that, where it's just, it's it's kind of like a ROM hack, if you think of it in modern standards. Um, kind of makes sense now that I think about it. Yeah. And it's funny, because, like, my mom, like, loves Ms. Pac-Man. Like, she's like, I'm not going to play the man part. I'm, I'm going to be the woman Pac-Man. Yeah, and that um, was the game that we had when uh, we first had our Genesis. Yeah. It's great. But also, it's basically the same game, just with the bow. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's not that big a deal that it's not on here, unless you just prefer Ms. Pac-Man to Pac-Man. But, like, they literally can't put it in here. Um, and it's the same with Pac-Man Jr. Like, that was, like, the kitty version that they um, they hacked from a basic Pac-Man card. So, yeah, there's your Pac-Man history lesson. Um, also, for those that don't know, uh, in Japanese, it's, it's Pac-Man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Get out of here, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's cool for Pac-Man history fans. Again, if it's like a $20, $30 title, I'll consider it when it goes on sale. Just because yeah, Pac-Man's sure. cool, but Pac-Man's cool in bursts. But... Now going something a little bit more modern, we finally, after almost two years of no uh, no news, uh, Riot has officially revealed more information on Project L, aka the League of Legends fighting game. Um, as I don't know, Justin, if Justin's here. Uh, I'll wait till he comes back so he can transition to the screen so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, but I'll get a little history lesson while he's gone. So, those of you who don't know about Project L, uh, Project L originally started at, well, it was the team behind Project L. Uh, back in 2016, the Tom and Tony Cannon, who are the project leads, I believe, behind Project L, 
they made a little game called uh, Rising Thunder. If you watched Evo 2016, which was my first Evo that I actually fully cared about, um, that was the game they were showing off. And it was very simple. Shortly after uh, uh, Evo 2016, they were bought out by Riot to presumably create a uh, uh, a Riot fighting game. And like I said, a couple of, we saw in 2019 a, uh, a video of a very rough looking, he had a training mode, uh, training on this, and so this is sort of the first look at what Project L could look like, and god damn, holy shit! This looks nutty, man. This this is like, I, it's a tag base assist fighter, MVCI is alive, boys, what did I fucking tell you? Look at this, <laughs> this is like, look, listen, I don't know jack shit about League of Legends, I could not tell you anything about it, but I know one thing, I know two things. These characters look fucking cool, and this combat system looks nutty. This is day one, and there's a combo where this fox lady, God, I'm going to look up porn at her later, where she's going <laughs> after, like, she launches up to a corner, and she's just dashing back and forth, back and forth. I'm just like, oh my God, this, and artistically, this is, this game is nowhere close to being done. They even said that we are nowhere close to, like, launching it, release date, nothing. They're, 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 right now they're just hiring for stuff, so, um, they're just develop like, slowly developing, they're taking their time with it. Um, uh, one big thing. League of so Legends far- is insane lately with how much they're expanding. Right, exactly. You have like the show this, and yeah, the the the, the turn based RPG, the League of Legends, uh, Riot themselves oh, yeah. are putting themselves out, are putting the feeders out there, and it's being well received so far, which is good for them because uh, one of the funny memes I saw with uh, Arcane, uh, the Netflix show, is like, oh, Arcane makes him watch League of Legends, play League of Legends, play the League of Legends, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, League, you have that reputation. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so this game, and so this six-minute video kind of goes over, like, some of the characters in here, uh, and they talk about the net co- their netcode and, like, how fucking it's going to be the be- It's going to be the best netcode in any fighting game because of how good Riot is with their servers. It's bar none. But here's a couple other things coming from their website. Um, so for those of you who don't know, a little FGC history lesson. Tom and Tony Cannon, the people behind, um, uh, the people behind this, they are one of the co-founders of of Evo, they were they created Evo. They helped Ooh. create Evo before Evo was a thing, which was called Battle for the Bay. So they are rooted in the FGC. They are like as almost as OG OG you can get. Um, and also, everybody talks about GGPL rollback netcode, rollback netcode when it comes to fighting games. These motherfuckers created it. They were part. They were they helped. They were partly responsible for the creation of the greatest use uh, uh, of 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 uh, connecting. Two, between two players in a fighting game, uh, rollback netcode. So there you go. Um, That's wild. Yeah, so, and here's something from the website real quick. Uh, hey there, uh, Tom here from Team Working on League of Legends Fighters, codename Project L. It's been a while. Uh, our initial reveal back in 2019 showed a potential direction that we could take the game. Project L is an R&D, the phase of the game development, where we're exploring options and finding, and finding fun. Today, our expressions have borne fruit, and we've landed in a spot we're pretty excited about. So now feels like a great moment to bring up the speed, especially with all the undersea night festivities happening across Riot. Um... 
Uh, we're excited to share that Project L will be a tag team style fighting game where you will build and pilot a team of two different champions. In this preview, you see it, we've seen we've updated the game's art style and included a breakdown of a champion's kit. You'll catch a glimpse of how we're approaching the controls an easy to learn but hard to master mentality. And what they mean by that is uh, similar to Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, this game will not have Shoryuken inputs. It will not have Adokin inputs. It will not have half circles. It will not make you churn the butter. It's going to be forward, back, down so the and and for those of you who say oh, that's well that, that that's that's gonna that's gonna make the game too easy have you played power rangers battle for the grid because as even though the execution level is low the mastery of that game is how you how how uh team synergy and how everything works against your opponent that's where the high level shit comes in not the execution so it allows for people of low skill level to come in and have fun, and it allows players of high level. Look at Dragon Ball Fighters. That game has very simple execution for certain things, and it has some of the most nutty high level play I've seen in terms of what you need to do to block in that game. So don't tell me Damn. shit that Simvi controls don't work. Okay, stop it, stop it, stop being a scrub. Okay, um, uh, where was I? Um. Uh, we talk a little about our top priorities in the game to build absolute best netcode you can get in a fighter. Of course, we started with rollback as a foundation, and we're adding existing tech from Riot, like Riot Direct, which does a great job of minimizing ping for League of Legends and Valorant. So, when will you get to play? Well, we're almost locked in on stuff, but that makes a game a game. Uh, core gameplay controls, art direction, etc. But we still need to do uh, things like build a full roster of champions, design stages, add menus, UI, create rankings, and more. To get this all done, we're looking for some additional rosters to join the team. So, they're hiring! So, if you have the skills and you can go work on Project L, go do it. I... I'm not, again, I'm not going to play League of Legends. I'm not interested in that kind of game, but I will play Project L, whatever the final title ends is going to be, because this art style looks so sick, and it's like, it's a tag fighter! It's not a neutral-based footsie game. It is a tag fighter. Let the madness begin. First to ten, Project L, let's go. Come on. <laughs> they should call it League of Legends. I, I'm a... And have it be a, have it be a, a kick-based fighting game. God, well, that's dive kick. Why are you trying to take away dive kicks thing? Um, are any of you going to try Ra- uh, League of Fighters? Is what people have been calling it outside of Project L when it comes out. Yeah, as as a resident fighting game enthusiast, I'm obligated to give it a shot. Though I am kind of excited to do so from the footage I'm seeing here because this is some nutty shit here, and I do love me some nuttiness. It looks very solid. I have no ties to to League. Um, although I kind of want to start watching that show and like, you know, they might hook me with some of the other like non MOBA games coming out. I've, um, I've heard with the show that you can watch it without having any league experience. You can just go in there and right. enjoy it, which is, that's the, that's but it would want. also like teach you some of the characters, which is smart for them on a, yeah. you know, synergy standpoint. Oh yeah. It's, it's but, all over the place. Yeah. We'll see when it's a little more polished, you know, there's actually like. They, they could show off mechanics and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, all I know is, is that it's a tag fighter, and that makes me very, very excited. Hopefully, uh, Max uh, speculated on this because they're because like with rollback netcode, uh, you don't really need like the servers that they do like for elite for Riot. Um, but he speculated this is all speculation that um, what if it's not just like say it's a four v four fighter in that I play a character. Tyler plays a character, you play a character, Tom's plays a character. 
and and that's why they need the extra manpower to that way it can the connection can stay stable through all four connections versus just one. If they do that, that's it's game over. It's going to be the best fighting game ever in terms of yeah. in terms of playability, in terms of characters. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But who, that's a speculation because it, it seems like kind of overkill. Because rollback's already good enough. You don't need to do that um, to have the kind of services setting up for like, for, for like you got people on there unless they're doing four v four, which would be super sick. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we got some we got some Spider Man news. Um, pew 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 pew. And he's coming out soon. Um, uh, we'll first talk about there's a brief. We'll talk about sort of the article, and then we'll talk about the clip that was debuted uh, shortly after. Uh, Marvel's Avengers upcoming Spider-Man DLC will not feature story missions like those seen in Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and Black Panther updates. Rather than a short campaign with bespoke missions, um, Avengers Spider-Man Great Power is stories told through audio logs and illustrated cutscenes that are unlocked by compelling, completing challenges that have been added to the regular Avengers Initiative multiplayer missions. Mm. Working through these challenges gradually unfolds a storyline in which Spider-Man uncovers AIM's new plan to upgrade their Synthoid army. Uh, talking to the IGN's game director, Philip uh, Therian, I apologize for putting that name, explain why Crystal Dynamics shows this direction. We want to spend our efforts on content that everyone can enjoy, uh, except for your Xbox and PC users. So we chose to spend a lot no, of No, that's energy- the shade they're throwing. Like, oh, we're not okay. going to put any effort into this because it's console exclusive. True. So we chose to spend a lot of our energy on the claw raids that come, that's coming up at the same time. Really, that's a simple decision for us. Spider-Man can play all, all the content, but then we release a piece of content that's good on all platforms. Really, that was a decision that's been that way since the beginning concluded. Since Spider-Man DLC doesn't come with its own story missions, it is not being branded in the same way as previous de- character DLC. Because Dynamics will call it a hero event. Cape Mission and Hawkeye's DLC, which came in with engine-animated cutscenes and story missions, were earnest operations. Black Panther's most essential edition in War for Wakanda came branded as an expansion. Um... Let's see. A hero event that feels more akin to how games like Rainbow Six Siege or League of Legends will add a new character. There's a certain amount of lore and cosmetics content around them, but the new playable content is essentially just the character himself. For more on that, look take a look at our Spider-Man DLC preview, which will go ahead and transition to that little tweet. And we get a first look at Spider-Man as I got a fucking ad playing for me. No Star Trek Discovery. I have no interest in you. I'm not trying to stall at all. Are you trying to stall? I'm not trying to stall. I know it's probably showing on your end, Justin, but I'm trying to keep talking. Yeah, it is. So, the, so okay. I'm going to talk about it. Um, okay. There you go. I will say, like, before that, the the content thing is a bummer, but also it's not surprising. Like, I didn't expect to get a lot of content for Spider-Man. Um, I thought maybe there'd be, a, like, a, a mission or two that's, like, unique to him. Um, like, you know, basically an intro mission, but I guess he's just there. <laughs> yep. Like you just boot up the game on November 30th and he's playable and you find out like why. Um, but I mean, that's, that's fine. Like the, what's really cool is he has a bunch of costumes, like some really cool costumes. There's like 40 of them and they're not just, um, like, you know, color, swaps or whatever there's like actual like there's a spider-man noir costume and um a few other like iconic ones i can't remember offhand uh and like he has a, a custom suit like specifically for this game so i'm sure he's got a few of the other like movie and you know comic ones as alts probably um, no way home skin far from home yeah. skin but which i really like the new suit in far from home you know the one that hasn't been in any of the marketing um, but as a character, he, he plays fine. 
He looks too. He's too grounded, man. And well, yeah, because the, it's, it's it's not the game's fault. It's just the game he's in. It just he looks right. weird. The the skybox is like fifteen stories high, so we can't really swing around a lot. Ah, uh, makes me. Uh, I mean, all this he doesn't hype work for, for this engine. All this hype for Spider Man. We're getting Spider Man. We're getting, and it's. I don't want to say it's underwhelming looking at it, but fuck it, it's underwhelming looking at it. Yeah, yeah. it is. I saw a, um, a post on Twitter that basically was like, um, it was the scene from Spider-Man Homecoming when he's like running across the field because uh, there's <laughs> oh, nothing to swing on. Yeah. Like through that neighborhood or whatever. And it, it was just something like, um, everyone when they when they play as Spider-Man on November 30th. <laughs> Yeah, Peter running through a field. Dude, I mean, that's what I'm looking at right now. He's running across the harbor. Like, there's there's yeah. light poles there. Let me. Okay, now he's swinging across it. But it's like, ah, uh, it's like. See, this he is should where be Wol- more aerial than he is. This is where Wolverine would have been the better choice because he's. Yes, yeah. it's fine. Or a lot of other Marvel heroes. Like, listen, Spider Man's great, um, but this it's it just looks awkward it's i don't think it looks bad i just think it looks awkward uh and this is because of the kind of game he's in now right but hey, and the problem pl- is they're they're launching him the same day as a raid but he's gonna be level one so no one's gonna use him in the raid so it's like there's this big content pack and a big character release but they're not really gonna go hand in hand because you'd have to grind him out like crazy to make him eligible for the raid on day one right oof well, I mean, so I mean they said that they're doing the raid because they like it gives something for Xbox players and PC players. Sure, so. but they could have released Spider Man on his own. Absolutely, but know. you know, maybe Spider Man shouldn't have just been locked away content to one console because so oh, fucking totally. Square wanted to be fucking Sony and Square wanted to be fucking greedy. But I guarantee even... he's only in the game because they paid for him. Yeah, because it sounds like the developers didn't do, do even we really know, care. They're like, just like, well, I mean, we 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 made them, but like yeah. we didn't focus our time on them because he's yeah. console exclusive. Yeah, uh, do we know how many more copies of the PS the PlayStation version sold of the Xbox? I imagine they sold more because of Spider Man, and I wonder. I hate to wonder this, but um, I wonder how many people are going to be disappointed with like how he comes out when it's he's, it's been so long coming for Spider Man. Probably a lot. Let's see if I can find it. Um, Seeing this footage makes you want to play Spider-Man 2018 again. Yeah, it's like so good. Everybody kept talking about how, like, well, well, if I don't want to play Spider-Man here, I can just play that. Which also makes this even more shitty. It's like you already have a fucking console exclusive Spider-Man. Share, motherfuckers. Sorry, I'm so bitter. Okay, I will fully admit I'm so bitter about this game. And, and yeah. the fact that Spider-Man is locked away. Ooh, the Iron Spider looks really cool, though. Um, uh, the photographer one, that one looks pretty... Okay, that looks cool on that camera angle. Ooh, they're bringing in yeah, the Yeah, the costumes Spider-Man. are great. That's yeah. the thing. Oh, that's uh, Spider-Man Future and Spider-Man, I think, with the armor? That looks super dope. Yay. Okay. Um, again, uh, he just looks awkward just because he should be mostly aerial, but that's that's whatever. Yeah. Um, I did not find, like, just from a, a quick Google, I didn't find um, numbers between consoles, but I can I can look later. Okay. All right, so there you go, guys. Spider-Man coming out this week. So our final bit of news is a fighting game thingy, because it's Lord, the Lord blessed me today. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, 
This is on uh, Dungeon Fighter Duel. Uh, we heard about this a year ago. They showed a trailer. We might have even talked about it on the show uh, against Justin and Thomas's begrudgingly release. Um, uh, this is courtesy of Vinhubs. It's been almost a year since DNF uh, Dungeon Fighter Duel was released as the latest fighting game from Arc System Works. We haven't seen anything else. That all changed tonight, however, with Nexon and Neopol dropped a brand new trailer showing off gameplay for a DNF duel. Like the previous announcement teaser trailer, this new DNF looks at dual focuses exclusive on gameplay, cinematics for the characters, class berserkers, inquisitor, striker, grappler, and ranger through the descriptions confirms that we will all, of course, be more, more characters in the game. Even though it's been so long since you last saw the spinoff of the popular Dungeon Fighter Online MORPG, which I believe this is a more Korean-based uh, franchise. That's why we in the West don't hear much about it, or at least there's very little information to go on that we didn't previously know about. Uh, we do ever get the more polished-looking fighting game with some uh, really flashy pre-battle uh, introductions and supers, as well as the general gameplay itself. One concrete difference in this trailer compared to 2020 is that the apparent special cancel system DNF looks to use... Use now has two different flashes between red and yellow. We don't know the significance that holds yet. Uh, the new fighter is being developed by Arxis in conjunction with Neopol and 880, the company who previously worked on the Bloody Roar series and Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, oh shit. Ryosuke and Kodanai, the lead planner for Dragon Ball Fighters, was previously revealed to be DNF's dual director, although it's unclear which team within Arxis is working on the project and how much of the heavy lifting they're doing. Uh, and of course, there is a trailer, and I don't know anything about DNF. I have no idea about this franchise when it came Same. out, but damn, this game looks sick! Oh my god! Yeah, I man. love the art it's style. Got those, it's got that pretty uh, Exard look to it. Hell yeah, and I already know my main. It's the girl with the long hair. Uh, she's the Chun-Li, and damn, she got a thick booty. Like, they, they purposely zoom around her ass. Like, like no joke. Um, and she also has a lot of kicks and punches. But I will say, when she misses that uppercut move with her... Le- uh, and the Mr. Taekwondo guy just fucking judo throws her. I went, I got hyped, because that, that shit was sick. Um, I don't know what yeah, it is. I like that cool. she uses her hair on the combos. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's pretty Miller age. Um, and of course, we get this gunslinger guy. This guy looks fucking cool as well. All the characters look badass. Did he just dab? I think he did. I I I want to I want to know more about this game. Please tell me more about this game. I want to play it. I don't care if I don't know about the characters. They look badass. I may not play where they come from, but fuck, this looks really good. Hey man, it's Arxis. I'll definitely give it a shot. I mean, you don't know the League of Legends characters either, and you want to play that, so who cares? True. Exactly. As long as it's cool as shit, we'll try it. Of course, Nero! Of course, Lo, you play Dungeon Fight Online. Of course you do! <laughs> well, I'm gonna go to He's you for... the OGs. I'm gonna go for you to, for the lore, Lo. Uh, it, lo- <laughs> it looks really cool, so there you go. Um, yeah, a lot of fighting game updates this time, and I'm very happy about that. And it's not, and it's not, most of it is not, it's all new fighting game IPs. That's the great part. Like, ah, uh, it's, it's so good to be talking about fighting games again. And after, like, not hearing new announcements and, you know, the KOF beta seemed to be, seemed to go pretty okay this past weekend. So, yay for fighting games. Okay. Uh, let's go. Now let's go on to the final segment of the show, which is our discussion. And because it is Thanksgiving... We're going to go around the table as we pass along the corn and the, 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 ra- the raspberry pot, not raspberry pie. Well, um, what, 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 is the, what is the, what is the, what is the, um, yam? Help me. Help me. What is it called? That's, Fuck. The peas. Is that garbage? Uh, no. What is the purple shit called that people eat? 
on Thanksgiving cranberries. than cranberries. Cranberries. The, pass the cranberries. Pass the pecan pie. Pass, pass around your potatoes. Eat Justin's potato salad because otherwise no one's going to eat it. It's just going to sit there. So eat the potato salad, wow. please. Um, Rude. What? I'm, nobody likes potato salad. Most people do not I'm just like saying, if salad. I made potato salad, it would be delicious. I'm sure it would be. But most people are conditioned to not like potato salad, so they wouldn't eat potato salad. It's not your fault. It's just the human condition. That's going to be the title of my biography. No one likes potato salad. <laughs> the marvelous Iggy story. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be. It's not your fault. It's just human condition. That that actually that's would be pretty better. good too. <laughs> that right? Would be better. That would be better. I should make that a T-shirt. Okay. Anyways, um, let's go around, and we're going to keep this gaming wise. What are we thankful? Like one or one or a couple things that we were thankful for gaming this year. Uh, you know what happened. So I'm going to go with you, Justin. First, what are you thankful for gaming this year? I'm thankful. I'm gonna keep this a little, a little blanket. I'm thankful for Metroidvanias. Um, Mostly Metroid, though. Well, yes. I mean, we got like the the moment this summer when they announced Metroid Dread. I like, I literally cried. Like it's it's back. Like we got it. And then the fact that it came out, you know, just a few months later, like I was so happy. But aside from just new Metroid. Um, I've also been, you know, replaying the old Metroid games for my video series right now. So, like, it's been fun to revisit those in a really cool way. And there was also a few other Metroidvanias this year, like Axiom Verge 2, Fist, and the Castlevania Advanced Collection. Um, all are very solid. So, like, it was just, it was a really good year for that genre. Um, and there's, I mean, there's a few others too, but like those are the, you know, the higher profile new ones. Um, Castlevania is, you know, quote unquote new, but the collection it's was new. a new release at least. Um, but yeah, like it's probably my favorite genre of gaming and we ate good this year. So yeah, that's all I got. Keep it short. Okay. Tyler. What are you thankful for this year? Um, definitely Metroid Dread coming out because that's probably one of the better games that came out this year. Uh, the best game most, that came out this year. You I'm also, say. and yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm also thankful that um, they actually got a Tekken rep in Smash Brothers. That was probably the mm-hmm. hypest character announcement for me. You know, besides Sora for obvious reasons. Definitely uh, played him. We need to get some Smash in. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, one other thing I'm thankful for is uh, well, it's kind of relevant uh, because it is a video game related thing. Uh, starting up Tire Shoes reviews, uh, starting uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, oh, that's been a really that's been a really fun series of videos to make. And I do apologize that I haven't been getting them out as regularly as I wanted to. Work's just been a real pain in the ass as of late. Uh, and lastly, I am also thankful for uh, having you guys uh, having me on the show, just talking shit about games and uh, just uh, just doing the usual thing. I honestly don't, wouldn't have believed that I'd be here at this point in my life, just being on an internet platform talking about video games. But here I am. You guys made it all possible. I'm really glad I can share my experiences with you guys. You guys are amazing. And, and talking about movies you. and stuff. Yeah, that's that too. You got the whole breath of the breath. wild yeah. breaths. I, I never know how to say that because there's breath. a D in there. 
Breath. Yeah, it's weird. Breath. But that's... Breath. Whatever. Bridge. Bridgerton. Watch it on Netflix. Subscribe. We're not advertising Netflix. Alright. Well, thank you, Tyler. Um, I'm thankful for buying that copy of Monster Hunter for Thomas. Um, because as much wow. as I enjoyed Monster Hunter Rise... And I'm thankful for Monster Hunter Rise because, as I stated earlier this year... Uh, I, this was the last Monster Hunter game I was going to try because I had previously not liked the other attempts and I thought, well, maybe the series just isn't for me. Maybe, just just maybe it's something I, sh- I shouldn't play. And lo and behold, it's become one of my favorite games this year, even though I haven't touched it in quite some time just because you know I did pretty much a lot of the game stu- main game stuff. So um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been fantastic. Um and it was even better when uh, I probably didn't have the money to do it, but I went ahead and sent uh, Thomas the money to buy it, and we would partner up and just play on the weekends. Not even stream it, just just play up. And, of course, I don't want to tr- bring it up too much, but when what happened back to me in June, and I really didn't want to do anything other than just lay in bed and not even touch a video game console, it was Thomas and me, him, playing Monster Hunter that kind of started getting me out of that shell and you know start to move again um which was which was a good thing so and i'll still play monster hunter every now and then just do a quick hunt and i'm nowhere near a expert level monster hunter player i play extremely casually but i find the damn game super entertaining and i'm very thankful that uh capcom made this game with the best of their ability on a console that whether you like to admit it or not has is definitely inferior compared to both its xbox and playstation counterparts and they made this game fucking work with as many monsters as they could on screen and how it looks visually. Um, so I am thankful for Thomas being my friend, for you guys being my friends, and then Monster Hunter for reigniting uh, uh, a passion that I might have stopped streaming in June if, if I didn't play Thomas with Monster Hunter because that's what things were looking like. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, you know, uh, and thanks, thank, uh, thank for Xbox Game Pass because I tried so many games this year that I would not try otherwise. Namely, the Artful Escape. Please play the Artful Escape. I was going to bring it yeah. up to that. Play the Artful Escape. Best deal in gaming. Um, there you go. So uh, that's something cool. So the question is, what are you thankful for this year in, in video games or in life in general? Um, I realize some of our fans are not. Um, are not Americans, so if this Thursday, if you are celebrating Thanksgiving, hope safe travels, stay healthy, stay safety, wear your mask when you need to. Uh, and if otherwise, not, happy early Black Friday. Yeah, and if you're not uh, American, <laughs> if you are from other parts of the world, have a happy Thursday and a happy weekend. Let's go around the table to say our goodbyes. Justin, where can people find you at? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, I will not be streaming this week because of Thanksgiving. Um, I was thinking about doing like an extra just sometime over the weekend, but I probably won't because I think we're going to do some stuff around the house with the four day weekend and I will be exhausted. Um, but it's also long overdue. So yeah, but, uh, December will be something I'm thinking Metroid, like something Metroid related, but I'm not sure yet um and then i am about halfway done editing my super metroid video um it's coming along really well i just it took way too long to actually like get it like recorded um so i'm editing at a decent pace for considering this is like twice as long as the last few have been um i just i put it off too long honestly um so i'm I'm sorry i haven't had like any videos out this month 
But, you know, depression. <laughs> I hear that. Tyler. You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Ty. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your pleasure. I am currently working on the next episode, but as I have stated before, um, work has been hell, and I haven't really been gotten a lot of headway on it. So hopefully that'll be out by the end of the month. Um, also, uh, we, Cinema Shot is coming back after a week long hiatus. Um, after your Twitter votes, uh, we are finally doing the Dragon Ball Z movies, and we just start, uh, finished recording uh, for the first movie, so as soon as the video and audio versions of this game cast come up, uh, we will also have the first episode of Season 2 up, focusing on Dragon Ball Z, The Dead Zone, which was an interesting experience, to say the least. Yes. Uh, and of course, uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelous Iggy for all things related to the marvelous one. I stream four times a week at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814 on Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, and um, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we're almost to the goal of of Metroid Dread. We still got about a week away before we hit that, so let's hope we can hit it before then. Uh, if not, it's fine. We're still going to play Metroid uh, Zero Mission for. Uh, for uh, Mary Metroid, for the for that I can't remember. I don't. I haven't decided on the day I'm going to do it. But one game will unfortunately be replaced. Come join us for the Outer Worlds, Mass Effect, It Takes Two, and all sorts of shenanigans. And uh, this Wednesday, for those of you live in the chat room, I will not be playing the Minish Cap this Wednesday, uh, just because I feel like eh, at this point it's the last Wednesday or second to last Wednesday of it. Um, no, it is the last Wednesday of November. We're going to be playing Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition so I can just mash shit out. And I work on that Wednesday, so I'm going to be tired as fuck because it's the day before Thanksgiving <laughs> at a retail job. Yeah. So um, I just want to mash buttons. And it's a ce- it's literally a celebratory Zelda game with all the characters, all the music. So it's, it's going to be a good time. Um, and, uh, of course, go to chartshow.com for all this content, including the very episode you're listening to. Uh, but check out, uh, as Tyler said, uh, the Cinema Shot is officially back. Uh, by the time this episode's come out, either it'll be out or it'll be out the day after with uh, Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone. Uh, of course, go listen to the first 13 episodes of Cinema Shot, uh, where we talked about the DC animated cinema universe. Um, and, uh, of course, the, tri- the West, the Westling, the Westling watch-alongs. Uh, you can also join <laughs> Thomas oh, well. and I the there. Last week, me and Thomas watched Rick Foya and take on Big Van Vader at Thoughtcade 93, the 10th Thoughtcade, for the WCW title where Rick Foya put on his career on the line. It was a housing experience. And, unfortunately, there will not be a vault this time. This time, brothers, where me and Thomas are going to bash at the breach where we're going to see the most controversial moment in WCW history. Bash at the Beach 2000, where Hulk Hogan effectively walked out of WCW. So no vote this week, because Thomas and I, we were like mine. The universe aligned it, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, so, thank you. Enough of the I'm not entirely vote. sure what you just said. I Neither, mom, neither <laughs> am I, brother. What's that the- was less Hulk Hogan and more Mike Tyson. What's you going what's you gonna do it's a little oh. bit of michael jackson a little bit of mike tyson <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs> what's you gonna do when Nicky mania runs wild on you tyler when i whoop your ass in december in december in mortal kombat 11 you will not escape the rain anyways thank you for listening to the Char- your soul is mine thank you for listening to the charge star games cast as always guys no matter what stage watched
I'm a good night, everybody. Stay twice. I gotta, I gotta end this. It's terrible. <laughs>